This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Uh, great to have you with us this morning. We don't talk a whole lot of NBA, but uh, last night the Golden State Warriors won game three. To me, that wasn't the story. Uh, the story was is that the Golden State Warriors kept Sacramento King fans from having their cowbells at the Chase Center. Couldn't, couldn't bring artificial noise makers yeah, into the game? specifically their cowbells. Um, I had forgotten about this. This is 20-plus years old. Phil Jackson, then the Lakers coach, for whatever reason, I don't know the context of it, he called Sacramento a cow town, okay? So in the 2002 Western Conference Finals, uh, the uh, Sacramento King fans brought cowbells and rang them for their home games. That was their response. Um, being called a cow town. I don't know that. Um, I don't know that cowbell should be in basketball arenas. It's awful loud. It seems yeah. like it would be really yeah, loud. awful annoying, right? Yeah, but it just seems like it would be over the top. Right. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That, that feels like an artificial noisemaker that you could use outside, but not inside. The Kings did have a watch party at their arena, and they allowed their fans to bring the cowbells to their arena. I don't know that... And they all thought it was great and left with headaches. Yeah, or their ears ringing or something like that. I don't know that I would ever go to uh, an arena for a watch party if my team was in the playoffs or, you know, playing for a championship. I just... I, you know, you see this from time to time. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's really more for the atmosphere more than anything else. Um, Which you would think that'd be something that I would be attracted to, but... I, just, I, I absolutely would. I'm, I'm you would a, do that? No, I absolutely believe it would be something you're attracted to. I have a hard time believing that you're saying this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I want to be able to watch it on, if I'm not there, I want to be able to watch it at my house so that I can concentrate and watch the game. I realize that <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it's completely foreign, but that's, that's the God's honest truth, Jamie. If you look up concentrate and watch the game in the dictionary in Chuck Hines' hand, handbook, it says nap. I uh, I think it, I think they look cool. I think they look fun. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm not a big party kind of guy for the most part. Um, I, I probably am more of a you know chill at the house, mm-hmm. watch it by myself kind of guy. Um, but it, I don't know if I had some friends doing it. I think that would be fun. And just the whole you know everybody together as one. Yeah. You know. Kind of watching it on a huge screen, mm-hmm. the, the watch party aspect of it. On the jum- Jumbotron or yeah. something like that. So yeah. if, if I had a friend I was really wanting to hang out with or whatever, I think it'd be a good time. Do you have a friend that you really want to hang out with? I got two of them. You two, I hang out with you every morning. <laughs> You're required uh, to be here. These are my two I, friends. You said that you want to hang out with Yeah. You know, yeah. You're not required, <laughs> not forced. Somewhat. Not paid. Somewhat required to be here. I, I, I know it shocks you, Chuck. I do have friends. No, I know you do. I know you do. I'm not shocked by, I'm not shocked by that at all. We just, we never, we never get to hear about them. You know, 
Do they? Do they? Feel, Maybe that's why they're still his friends. Do they feel mistreated because they don't get talked about on on this fine radio program? I, I, it has been mentioned before. Like Chuck talks about everybody that he knows. <laughs> why don't we ever get a shout out? You know. I'm like, well, go be friends with Chuck. Then. <laughs> Probably wouldn't. Um, okay, the other uh, Big 12 games this weekend in baseball. TCU has a series at West Virginia. Oklahoma State is at Kansas. Oklahoma at Texas. Of course, we have Texas Tech hosting Baylor. And then K-State is off from the Big 12 play this week. And they play at UC Irvine. That's, that's kind of curious for them to have a road series away um, during Big 12 play. Yeah, there's always going to be that team that's left out of Big 12 action when you mm-hmm. have an odd number, and you're probably right. More times than not, they probably play them at home, but for whatever reason, they're going there. What, maybe, and maybe it's an RPI situation or an opportunity to gain some RPI. I have no... Well, I'm sure I'm sure it is, yeah. um, but, I mean, they didn't exactly know that when they made the schedule. No, no, you're exactly, you're right. Yeah. Which of the Big 12 series, which one intrigues you other than Texas Tech and Baylor? West Virginia and TCU. Okay. I think that's going to be it's going to be a telling series, I think. Man, West Virginia is, you know, Dr. Jekyll and <clears throat> Mr. Hyde. You know, they lose two of three at home to Kansas and then they <clears throat> go on the road and darn near get a sweep at Oklahoma State. Um, just don't know what that team is, but clearly you can see when they're playing well, their upside is is pretty high, and um, it's always always difficult for the Red Raiders to play up there. So that's a that's going to be a huge series coming up here in a few weeks. So here's where it sits right now: Oklahoma, excuse me, Texas is at the top of the Big Twelve at eight and four by percentage points. Then K State uh, is two games back in the loss column. They're nine and six. So. They've played 15 games. Texas has played 12. Uh, TCU has played 12. They're seven and five, but West Virginia has only played nine so far. They're five and four. Then Oklahoma State at eight and seven. The Red Raiders at six and six. Kansas five and seven. Baylor five and ten. They're 14 and 23 overall. And Oklahoma at the bottom of the league at four and eight. So, I don't know. For for some reason. I guess if I'm if I'm West Virginia, I'm like, hey, we've only played nine games. Oklahoma State's played fifteen. Baylor's played fifteen. K State's played fifteen. Kind of like our our position here at five and four, where I feel like the 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 season is quickly kind of wrapping up here, um, and and they have still have what I would term big opportunity. Maybe that's maybe that's what you're thinking too. No, they do. That's fair. I mean, they've they've gotten one of the key games, key series out of the way in last weekend at Oklahoma State. Now they got another one with TCU, but they still have Texas and Texas Tech in front of them. So um, it's not as if they're going to coast right after you know mm-hmm. right now. Um, it's getting to get a little bit tougher for them. Yeah, I mean, and in, in, uh, in the leagues. So if you had your if you had your wish this weekend. Um, Let's just start with a, a sweep for the Red Raiders, okay? And then, and then who else would you like to either? You like? I mean, you could. You'd like Oklahoma to take two or three if they could at Texas. I'd like right? Oklahoma to sweep. I'd yeah. like Kansas to sweep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then how about uh, TCU at West Virginia? What would you like there? Um, mm-hmm. that's a tougher one. Um. 
maybe TCU to win the series. Two out of three. Kind of just. But not a sweep. See if you can just kind of clamp down on. Really, it's the ones ahead of you. You'd prefer not to sweep, right? But the problem is you got Texas, K-State, TCU, West Virginia, Oklahoma State all ahead of you. And you're trying to kind of get into the top five, per se, um, because you you still feel like, or you felt like the other day that five teams would make postseason as of right now. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm thinking bigger than you're just trying to get into the top five. I think you still have – I mean, you're two games out of first place. Yeah, you still have a chance to win. Absolutely. You're yeah. two games out of first place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not looking – I'm not worried about being in a top five. Okay. I'm I'm thinking bigger than that. Okay. All right. Well, dream. Well, Coach Tadlock would tell me just worry about beating Baylor tonight. Right, tonight. Yeah. 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 Hey, Jamie, we're just trying to we're just trying yeah. to get to six o'clock tonight. You but know? I don't think the goal at any point. I mean, even as you're looking at it right now, well, we're just trying to get inside the top five here because we think five teams will make the tournament. And you have much bigger. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. That's yeah. That's probably probably a, little, probably a little bit of a misspeak there by me. Yeah. Um, Feels like you don't think they can get near the top if you're just worried about getting in the top five. I don't know. I think you can. Um, you've got you know a series next weekend at K State. And then you host Sam. That won't be easy, are there? No, it won't. Mm-hmm. Then, then you got to go to West Virginia. Um, you know, towards the middle of May, the twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth, and then you finish up with KU, uh, the eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth of May. So, I mean, you've got you've got this series left. You've got the K State series, the West Virginia series, and the Kansas series. So you have four left. You're kind of right in the heart of things. And like you said, big opportunity, but it all starts tonight with Tech and Baylor. We'll have it for you at 6, play-by-play at 6.30. Tomorrow's a 2 o'clock first pitch. Sunday, 2 o'clock first pitch. All the games right here on Double T 97.3. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for this day in sports history. Today is Friday, April the 21st, 2023. Here's Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1925. No baseball games were played on this day then due to, in the National League due to Charles Ebbett's funeral. Ebbett's Field, right? That would be the one, yes. Yeah. 1951, the NBA championship took place. The Rochester Royals beat the New York Knicks 79-75 to to take the series four games to three. It was the very first finals appearance. For both teams. You know, every time somebody says Rochester back in the day because of Jack Benny, they'd say, Rochester? Did you know that? I did not know that. Rochester? I used to say Rochester because I had a couple of cousins that lived there. (laughs) Oh, okay. Nice. It's in New York. They weren't Jack Benny, were they? I don't know who Jack Benny is. He was was, a comedian. It was uh, Tim and Jeff. Yeah. Tim and Jeff. Tim and Jeff. Were they comedians? Jeff has a... Son, who's about eleven, who is the diehardest of New York Yankees fans. Oh, you gotta love him, then, don't you? He and I are pretty tight. Tight, yeah, yeah pretty tight. I've turned him into a Red Raider baseball fan too, like the only one that lives in North Carolina, probably. Okay, good. Yeah, does he have a cap or shirt or anything? He's got the whole hookup. He's got yeah, the whole hookup. Care of Uncle him. Jamie, good yeah. job. Mm-hmm. That's called bearing our banners not, far and wide. Yeah, not really uncle because it's my cousin's son. But, okay. Yeah. yeah. What does that make me? I don't know. Cousin second cousin, cousin second Jamie. Cousin, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the guy that lives in Lubbock that uh, keeps sending me this Red Raider baseball gear. He loves me because <laughs> only I mean I don't see him, but like every couple of years or mm-hmm. whatever, 
but he knows I'll always have my baseball glove to play catch with him. Oh, nice. And he's one of those kids that will play catch for 100 hours a day. Oh, well, you got to yeah. love that, right? Yeah. 1967. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers' first rainout in Los Angeles. Wow. This was after 737 consecutive games that they were able to play on time. Huh, they don't have very many of those there, do they? Well, doesn't rain in California, apparently, yeah. until it does. And then they missed one today. There's a, there's a song, Never Rains in California, right? Something like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the way to San Jose. Uh, 1977, mm-hmm. proving that anybody can manage a Major League Baseball team. Ted Turner? Billy Martin pulls the Yankees oh. lineup out of his hat. <laughs> they beat the Blue Jays 8-6. to six. I believe that. I believe he did that. Mm-hmm. 1987, Brewers lose, ending the American League season opening win streak at 13 games. What year was that? 1987. Okay. 1989, George W. Bush and Edward W. Rose mm-hmm. become the CEOs of the Texas Rangers. How about that? 2001 NFL Draft, number one pick overall by the Atlanta Falcons, Michael Vick, quarterback out of Virginia Tech. You almost sounded like an a ESPN commentator there. I don't know if that should be a compliment no, or an insult. No, it is. It's, it's a compliment. No. Depending on the commentator, it could no, go either way. No, I mean, quarterback? You almost said a little Pete Rose there. They're Pete Roseller. Quarterback? You know, from blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It was very good. Mm-hmm. And in 2012, proving that anybody can do it, Chicago White Sox starting pitcher Philip Umbert pitches the 21st Major League Baseball perfect game against the Seattle Mariners. He was out of the league a year later. <laughs> so crazy. He's a Texan. Carthage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Happy National Chocolate Covered Cashews Day. Mm. I am out, Jamie. Yes. Cashew? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I figured you would be. Yeah. There's no such thing as a bad cashew. Mm, yeah. Uh, happy birthday to James McAvoy, who's 43. Tiny Dancer. I mean, uh, Tony Danza, 72. <laughs> what? <laughs> Elton John song, Tiny Dancer, like yeah. it's one of the most misheard lyrics that it's Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza. I've never heard that. Oh, yeah. Before. It, like okay. it, it's it's a giant running gag for Tony Danza. Did you know this giant running gag? I did not. Do you I know who Tony Danza is? Yes. Okay. Um, Tony Romo, 43. Mm. And Jack Leitner, t- uh, Texas Rangers uh, future rookie, 23 today. The first guy, I don't know who he is, James McElroy. McAvoy. McAvoy. He's an actor. Okay. Uh, and on this day, Manfred von Richenten, the notorious German flying ace, known... The Red Baron? That would be the Red Baron. Okay. Takes off, uh, takes his flight of triplanes deep into Allied territory in France looking for French, French observation planes. The Red Baron at this point has over 80 kills, which is more than the combined total of the following aircraft. The F A eighteen Hornet, the F A eighteen A Super Hornet, the Sea Harrier, the MiG twenty three, the MiG twenty five, and MiG twenty nine, and still have enough kills to be more than a triple ace with some to spare. Mm. To say the man was dominant in the air is an understatement. However, today, in nineteen eighteen, he was shot down by Al- Allied air fire over France. Canadian Air Force pilot Captain Arthur Roy Brown is credited with the kill, 
but historians now believe that it was ground fire that took down the Red Baron. So he, he died on this day. Died on this day. He was wow. actually buried four separate times. Mm-hmm. Really? All with military honors. Full so, maritime military honors. It, his plane looked like a doghouse? No, that was uh, Snoopy. It's a different Red Baron? <laughs> <laughs> his plane was a, a trifold, so it had three wings. Big, giant red. Okay. So Snoopy's still alive. Snoopy is still very much alive. Yeah. Okay. I was worried there for a minute. That no, Snoopy red, is fine. I mean, I'm worried that the Red Baron was gone, and I yeah. mean, the superhero that is Snoopy would not be with us anymore. Mm. That would be very sad. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's why they named a pizza after him. It was good to see he had so many kills. He shot down so many deal. Red Baron pizza. Why would they name a pizza after him? If, because he had so many kills. Because he was popular. He was popular. Okay. I don't know. I bet there's about 80 people I could talk I, that wouldn't exactly think he's that popular. The the uh, the Tony's the Pizza guys uh, had the Red Baron. They had the Red Baron uh, pizza as well. I got to fly in one of those Red Baron uh, planes once, and you did we did the did the loop de loop, and you, when you oh boy. and you and it was open air cockpit. Okay, and you looked up. You looked up, and you saw dirt. Yeah, that. Guy, t- guy told me, he goes, look up, and I saw dirt. And I'm like, oh, wow. That was that was, that was was pretty uh, exciting. And they yeah. killed the engine while we were up there. I was single at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was really cool. It was yeah, really cool. Would, I, don't, I don't know that I, my stomach would be able to handle that. <clears throat> 6.52 this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Somebody says, I thought we weren't playing on Sunday. We are playing on Sunday. Hey, our friend Gmos. As of, as of, are we talking about baseball? Yeah. Yeah, as of now. Yeah, as of now. I, I, I just, you know, there is the potential for weather. I'm sure they're going to wait until, I don't know, maybe later tonight. If if they decide Sunday's going to be bad and they're going to play a doubleheader on Saturday, they'll they'll probably wait until tonight to make that decision they're gonna, yeah. not going to make that jump too many days in advance and they got a, a little bit of a predicament with the spring game tomorrow don't they i mean or do they i mean let's well, just you, you got to do what you got to do yeah you got it right i mean, I mean you got to play the games and if that means you're not, you're going to have less fans um for the early contest of the ba- baseball game then you have less fans i mean could you like if they were to do a doubleheader tomorrow just just Kind of stay with me for a second. Would that be a, a noon game for the first game, and then a you well, know that's what it usually is. Yeah, yes. like thirty minutes after the first game for the second game. Yeah. Uh, Jordan says this. I wonder who's the boss, Tony Danza or Tiny Dancer. Mm. 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 Very well played. That's where I remember him from. Yeah, who's Alyssa the boss? Milano's dad. Uh, somebody says this. Uh, he was famous, not popular to Allied forces at all. The Red Baron. There's at least 80 of them that have a pretty big problem with him. <laughs> uh, this, uh, not hard to get away from a MiG, regardless of the pilot. I said com- all of those aircraft combined. Yes, right, right. That's a lot of aircraft. Right, right. He had a ton of kills. Right, right. Uh, the Texas Tech-Mississippi State Bowl game was indoors, and they're famous for using cowbells. Yes, they are. I don't think any team should be able to use artificial noisemakers unless you let all teams do it. I do agree with that. 
I do agree with that. All right, 6.55 this morning here on the morning drive. What? Well, this is the bowl game that we had recently against Mississippi State. That was not indoors. Yeah, it was at uh, was it it was the Liberty, Liberty bowl. bowl. Yeah. It was not indoors. I was just reading, the, but you're right. It was not indoors. It was outside. But there was another bowl game recently that was indoors. I don't know if there was cowbells there or not. I don't think so because it was... Was the bowl game we just had in Houston was right. indoors. Yeah, right. That wasn't against Mississippi State. No, that's what I'm saying. There wasn't. I don't remember any cowbells from that. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie Lent, Jeff McGuire, and Chuck Hines. The 8th Flooring Center chat line is uh, somewhat active this morning. It's, uh, it's, not, uh, it's not blowing up. It's not pedestrian. It's just... Uh, Normal flow of traffic uh, this morning, so uh, you know, no need to speed. Just uh, go the flow of traffic. That's that's generally what I always do. That's usually my excuse. I'm just going the flow of traffic. That's your excuse. That's my reasoning. I'm going yeah. the flow of traffic. If there's anybody out there that's seen Chuck <laughs> on the highway, you know that's a complete lie. I I was behind you the other day on the way to work, and I, I was very courteous. I didn't speed by you or anything. But that lasted about four seconds. <laughs> what, being courteous? No, being behind Jamie. Oh, okay. No, I stayed. I stayed. I stayed you know why? Because he didn't want us picking on him about it. <laughs> he stayed behind me. I looked, at- I, I looked again this morning. I'm just like, I'm on the Marshall Sharp. I'm cruising along at 60. I'm just like, it's good. Mm-hmm. I think I drive home much faster than I drive here. Okay. I think that's the deal. Well, that, that's, uh, that says something I think right I'm there. just I think I'm just chill early in the morning. I'm really? just half awake, and so I'm not. And I'm, I'm ready to go. It takes me a little while to, to go. get going. I was I have to I have to kind of watch it because I don't ever notice myself doing that in the afternoons yeah or at night whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line reaction time and timing with the short stops on the I don't know what that means on the dues are big adjustments from right field to second base okay yeah I think that's that's accurate yeah. I mean I'm sure the ball's going to get on you quicker. Yeah. Shortstop than, or excuse me, at second base than it is at right field. And, sure. And timing between a second baseman and a shortstop is mm-hmm. important. So, yeah. uh, again, they, it, Zach worked there in the spring. I'm sure he's works there at times and practices. And um, I'm sure if they were considering doing that, that, that he would work there even more. Yeah, no, and, no doubt. Uh, this, I don't need Chuck. T- to tell me not to have 16 beers. I have a lucky lady for that, LOL. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Red Raiders will have their spring game tomorrow. Uh, it'll be at high noon. This will be their 15th and final practice of the spring. Th- look, th- this doesn't mean that they just put the footballs up and Joey McGuire says, okay, see you in August. I mean, they'll have individual stuff, and there's seven-on-seven things they can do. And, I mean, they'll be lifting and running. I mean, they, they, they want them to finish up the semester strong and get their finals in. They'll be back in the summer for summer classes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this by no means is the last football activity, but maybe as a team it is. But, you know, there'll be, you know, receivers working out with quarterbacks and all those kinds of things. A lot of time spent conditioning, weight room, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They don't want to give up what they've, what they've lost. Uh, offensive coordinator Zach Kitley uh, met with the media yesterday. Uh, he was asked about his uh, quarterback, Tyler Shuck, and where he has improved the most 
in the past year? Yeah, I just think his knowledge of the game and how much he loves football. I mean, the dude's a football junkie. I mean, he's in there all day, every day. Um, you know, clearly since he's a grad student, the, the academic load is not as big for him. Um, and he, he lives in there. I mean, he's up there with me all day, every day, coming in, asking me, hey, come look at this clip real quick that I've been watching. Here's this defense. How do we attack this? Um, stuff like that. So just the, the, his, his love for the game and the football junkiness of him, because uh, that's what makes the great ones really, really good. Um, and then just who he is as a guy, great personality, fun to be around, uh, good leader. People look up to him. So all those qualities are great to have around your room, and especially for a guy that's uh, been through the ringer in his career and, and continues to come every day with a positive mindset to, to come to work and, and try to put the best product on the field that he can. Boy, that's kind of what you want to hear um, about your quarterback, right? Football junkie, loves watching films, kind of like the basketball junkie, Jim Rat, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, those are the things you want to hear about your quarterback. That's for certain. He's kind of the coach on the field, and you want him to have a great understanding of things. I think that as guys get older, I think they tend to gravitate to that more just because they understand the preparation is so, so important. Yeah, and and they understand the nuances or, you know, just not being in the right spot, um, whether it's their, you know, offensive line or their running back or whatever, of how critical that can be to a play blowing up where you feel like, hey, we got a chance to to get something big here or we need a big first down here. But if somebody's not lined up in the right spot, I mean, somebody on the field, the coach can't call, you know, you can't always call timeout. But if you make that slight adjustment, you know, Hey, move a step over, blah blah blah. Um, then you, you know, can it can it can pay off exponentially. Mm-hmm. But your quarterback's your quarterback's got to know everything. I mean, he's got he literally has to be able to run the offense drunk, and I don't mean that to be silly. I mean that to be that's how much he has to know it. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. How about he needs to know where he needs to be mm-hmm. and what he needs to be doing, and he needs to be able to know where everybody else is going to be too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just a, it's just a saying, just a saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's Coach Kitley on positions that he feels are very close to each other from a competition standpoint. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably say the receiver room overall. We got a lot of great wideouts, and you know, you had a couple of guys that, that didn't get to, get to do a whole lot this spring that'll come back. Um, but there's competition all over the board. You know, there's going to be a lot of those uh, two deep questions that won't be answered until fall camp, um, and we, and that's what it's all about. You know, you're you're trying to compete every day and, and make the best man win, and so competition makes everybody better too. So that's really what we're trying to to go into and find. Kind of like hearing that too, don't you? I mean that. Or does it concern you that nobody's uh, stepped out and to be the dominant person? No, I'm not confused. Or, or I'm not concerned by that. Okay. Yeah, you, not you, at this point. You like the the depth aspect. Sure. And sure. The fact that there's competition mm-hmm. and you know the good good rises to the top, cream rises to the top, so to speak. And mm-hmm. and the other thing is nobody's kind of sitting back on their heels because hey, I'm the starting X, I'm the starting Y, I'm the starting Z. You know, I don't have to worry about oh. You know, Tyler's throwing today, but, you know, I'm supposed to go out this afternoon with so-and-so, and and I'm I'm going to take today off. There's no taking today off. They can't. You might lose a spot. He's got a hot day with Miranda, right? You know, that kind of came up at my house last night. It's like, what are all these names? I got in the car, and I'm listening and hearing all these names, and I'm like, I'm just pulling them out of my hat. You know, there's question mark. Stuff. You did well. About stuff. Can you pull them out of your hat when you wear visors? 
They just flow. They flow. Because nothing's holding them in there. They, they flow. They so flow. That's why we need to get Chuck a hat. So some yeah. of these thoughts stay there. Actually, this this will come as some surprise to you, but maybe not. There was a really cool Super Bowl 57 spot uh, hat that I bought. An uh, actual cap that I bought. I haven't worn it yet, but I bought it. I just like this. I like the look of it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I just like the look of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll pull it out and wear it one of these days. Uh, Bobby Hot Dogs reports Ponch and John in front of Costco, so be uh, be careful about that over there on the West Loop. Uh, Racer 26, this is pretty rich for him to say this, said that uh, um, Chuck is the flow of traffic. Everyone else is trying to keep up. <laughs> Again, for Racer 26 him. to say that, that's pretty, that's pretty rich. Okay. Uh, one last thing from uh, Coach Kitley. Uh, he was asked about Coach McGuire climbing the big crane there at uh, Jones Stadium. Yeah, if he said he's going to do it, I think 100% he'll do it. Now, I, I was laughing. Uh, Reagan, his daughter, is getting married in two weeks, and I think she requested to wait at least till that's over with. So, uh, But, no, if Coach McGuire said he's going to do something, I have 100% uh, faith that he'll do that. I would not do that, me personally, but uh, if he says he's going to do it, he's going to do it. Mrs. didn't really sign off on that, but we'll see. Maybe they can make it nice and safe for him. But he had to get 3,000 retweets or something, which should be relatively easy for him to do, I would think. Right? He's got a million followers. Sure. Hey, I was driving by the stadium uh, this morning on my way to work. And, um, you know, of course they have the they have the little lights on the top of the crane to make sure airplanes don't fly into it. But... The other thing that I noticed, and I hadn't noticed this before, and it may have just been the position of the cranes and just kind of the way it was, being able to, to look at them as I was driving on the Marsha Sharp, and I realized I should probably be paying attention to traffic and all that kind of stuff, but I was, was mesmerized by the by the cranes. But they have fluorescent lights for the double T now, and so it looked really cool. That's cool. Yeah, so you can mm-hmm. see the double T there and everything, and I think it's uh, the Red Raider Club, or it says Red Double team has Red Raiders on it, so I thought it was I thought it was really, really sharp looking. Mm-hmm. It kind of just I was hypnotized, Jamie, by the by the cranes this morning. That's good. What yeah. time do you leave work every day? I it's usually light out. It was dark this morning, and I had not seen them lit up. Oh, on your way in? Yeah. Oh, I have to worry about that. I'm yeah. always here before you get here. Yeah, it. yeah. I'm like, if I'm you're paying more attention to the crane than you are the road in front of you, I'm glad I'm here before you get Yeah, here. yeah. Well, I, I'm a, I got eyes in the back of my head. I, they're like all-encompassing all around. I so which ones sur- are on the phone? Surround, surround vision. <laughs> the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, Jamie, 731. You've had uh, questions every day this week, as per usual. Uh, What's your question for us today? Okay, I'm not sure if this one's an easy one or a hard one. No. Okay, the Red Raider baseball team will finish blank in the Big 12 standings and will be blank in the NCAA tournament. All right. Um The Red Raider baseball team will finish, I think you'll finish third. I think you'll finish third in the Big 12 standings when it's all said and done. Behind. 
behind Texas and West Virginia. And and you will not and you will host a regional, but you will not host a super regional. Okay, Jeff. First, and you will host a regional, but not a super. Wow. That's a bullish, bold statement there. Go big or stay home. Tim Tadlock in these situations has gone big so that we can stay home and play baseball here. Man. See what I did there? I say the Red Raider baseball team will finish second in the Big 12 conference standings. Mm Mm-hmm. And that they will be a number three seed in the NCAA baseball tournament. And so, what will that get you? You'll host a regional, not as a three seed. You'd you have to be one of sixteen one seeds to host. To host. Oh, I got you. So you won't host. Yeah, I think the odds of the Red Raiders hosting are so 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 small. Well, you'd have to get serious help elsewhere. I mean, there's just not enough RPI points out there yeah. on your remaining schedule. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're in the 50s now. Mm-hmm. You're going to get to one of the top 16, and you don't have much. I mean, West Virginia, I believe, is in the 30s. And well, just, there's just not that many RPI points out there for you to get remaining. Mm-hmm. I get, I, here was my question. Does attendance matter on this deal or not really? Maybe a little bit, but you can't. You can't leapfrog teams you like can't. you used to. I mean, used I don't to be think you could be in the forties or. Okay. I mean, maybe if you're twenty-one and the number, the one that's fifteen or sixteen has nobody show up at their park, or mm-hmm. they have a tiny park that couldn't handle a regional. Maybe it's going to go in construction or something like that. I'm sure if you're in, you know, forty-one or something, there, mm-hmm. you know, there are twenty-five teams or so that they can find somebody. Yeah. Yeah, well, when you you know when you put it like that, it kind of makes it hard. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, I love your confidence. I'm not saying it's not possible, mm-hmm. but I think the odds of you being a number one seed and being a top sixteen host team that's, I think that's really really hard. Really hard. Yeah. The reason that I think Tech will host is if. Well, and the reason I think you win the Big 12 and you host, I I don't think if they don't win the Big 12 that they will be hosting. Yeah, if you won I, the I Big 12, what, if you won the Big 12, you'd have a shot because there'd also be a little bit of a sense there of okay, the Big 12 conference needs to have one host. Right. Yeah. Now, you right might now be, it looks like Texas is kind of penciled in as a host. And and you might be the 16th host of the regionals. Maybe. So yep. you're heading to number one in theory afterwards it, yeah. it, if you get out of that region. Yeah. But Texas I, hasn't been gotten yet this year. And it feels like this is a year where everybody's going to get gotten in the Big 12. Yeah. I mean, I, I just just forgive me for going back to it because um, I just keep because I, I know I keep doing it. But man, it would just if you had Beckel for that series. It just feels you would have. I mean, I think if you're just being conservative, mm-hmm. you say you win one of those games. Sure. And if you win one of those games, you have the same record in the Big 12 as Texas. Didn't get swept. It just feels so different. You have a big, another good RPI win on the road. 
I mean, it just feels so different. The thing that, that has me confident is that the fact that, you know, because right now you're kind of on the outside. I mean, if if they, I mean, if they put the sixty four teams in right now, you're you're on, but kind of in the near the bubble. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You might be in, but you're kind of near the bubble. But I think you're you're starting to play your best baseball. You're getting healthier. I I just I think that we're gonna see this team. You know, I'm not predicting a sweep where you outscore Baylor by forty or anything this weekend. I just feel like that you're. Your offense is clicking right now. You're figuring things out in the bullpen. If you can just get the starting rotation to take a step forward on the weekend, then I, I think you're about to see this team kind of hit its stride. I like it. I like it. 7.36 this morning here on the Morning Drive. If you have a thought or a comment on that, hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um, when you When you look at the Big 12 teams that are ahead of you, West Virginia, TCU, K State, and Texas. Which which one do you think is likely in Oklahoma State? I should say at eight and seven of, of those teams. Which ones would be the candidate other than Texas to to be in the top two spots? Which ones? Uh, I think West Virginia has the best chance because West Virginia still has Tech, TCU, Texas on their schedule. So if they play well, mm-hmm. they, I mean, they pl- could play themselves into a host. They could control some of the, their own destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Now, will they get that done? That's a different deal. We start to find that out this weekend at home against West Virginia. Are, are the Red Raiders? Or, I mean, at home against TCU. Are the Red Raiders in a position yet where, in, not a, in addition to taking care of their own business, they need a little help? Oh, you, you, you need help because of that Texas sweep. Yeah. You're going to need help all year until that gets made up yeah i mean obviously if you just look at the big 12 standings there's five teams in front of you yeah so you got to have help you got to have help you got to have help in addition to you taking care of your and own, you don't play all those teams taking care of your own business like texas yeah 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 okay well i mean it's you know it's it's decided between the lines right? yeah could I, this i wouldn't be surprised at all to see the red raiders move into the number two a number two seed mm-hmm. i get I answered the question again. I probably would put him as a number two seed, not a number three. Could this be a year where the Big 12 baseball tournament actually matters for RPI? It's funny because I was going to ask. I was going to ask something because normally that. It do, it's yeah. a wash. It doesn't really matter, and that's like across the board for the Big 12. Like it's not just Tech that has looked at it this way. Texas has been this way. Tech has been this way. You know, it unless you've needed it to win to get in, it hasn't been. All that important for anybody there. Well, I mean, I think even in recent years, you've it's mattered. It could have helped you or hurt you, and you still didn't, you know, go all in, so to speak, or you still didn't perform exceptionally well. I mean, I don't think that it wasn't a factor before. It's just a matter of did you already have your position locked in or, you know, but you you got to think it, it it was I mean it affected things. Seven thirty nine this morning here on the morning nine morning drive. Hey, let me give you a couple of numbers here. You're probably well aware of these. Red Raiders this year, when leading after the seventh inning, twenty four and one. In Big Twelve play, four and zero. Oh. Trailing after the seventh, you're one and nine and one and six. Leading after the eighth, twenty four and one. 
4-0 in the Big 12. That's leading after the 8th. Trailing after the 8th. You haven't won a game. 0-8 and 0-5. And Are you predicting something here? No. I was just kind of just throwing out some numbers. It's just I just that I find somewhat interesting. When when you lead after the 6th, you're 23-1. and one. When you trail after the 6th, you're 3-11. and 11. When you score in the first inning, you're 12-2. and two. Even when the opponent scores in the first inning, you're still 9-4 and four on the season. And 5-2 and two in Big 12 play. So, leading after 7 is really critical. For every baseball mm-hmm. team in the history of ever. Ever. Right, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. right. Maybe, there might be some... This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lynn and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. We come to you from the First United Bank studio. Look forward to hearing from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to Double T 97.3.com for that or the mobile app. And the Visual Edge IT hotline is open, too, at 806-771-0973. Jared wanted to know if there were any plans for Sunday's game regarding the weather. Are they going to play it? Now, they may change their mind tomorrow. Yeah, and maybe that's something that's announced late um, today, okay? Um, that they're, if it's, if they're really, really confident that, you know, and obviously they're talking to the weather people, right? Mm-hmm. But if they're really, really confident that Sunday is going to be a literal wash, they'll make the decision. They're not They're not likely to make it at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. They're probably going to make that decision today, mm-hmm. and maybe it's announced in the middle of the game this evening or sure. maybe even right after the game. But I would assume it would be in the middle of the game or even before the game that it's going to be a doubleheader tomorrow if they choose to go that route. But, again, they don't make that decision way out in advance mm-hmm. or, or make it public because – because why? I mean, how many? We've done it this year. Where we're like, it's Wednesday, and like, you're man, you're just gonna be miserable this weekend. You're not gonna play. Next thing you know, it's sixty and beautiful. And you didn't play. Right. Okay. So they'll wait and make yeah. the decision as late yeah. as they can. Yeah, sixty-five is sixty-five uh, percent chance of rain on Sunday. High of forty-nine, low of forty-one. So it's not ideal. Um, yeah, four, four, 49 or 41, you, you can survive that just yeah. fine. It's not, it's like you rain. said, not ideal. It's the rain part of yeah. it. And yeah. and again, I don't know if I I may think differently like you guys that I'm a pessimist on anything, but I live in Lubbock, Texas. Anytime I see something that says rain's coming, I'm like, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> at this point in time, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, at this point in time. Yeah. Sure. Although sure. this is the time of year we get our like 10 inches of rain in a day. Well, so. and, and that would be great. It would. That would be great. And so if they need to move it to a doubleheader, move it to a doubleheader. Just make sure you can get all three games in. Mm-hmm. Uh, 8.04 this morning here on the morning drive. We'll have uh, the spring game tomorrow. Texas Tech is uh, going to uh, be over at Lowry Field because uh, obviously you're in the midst of a construction project. I, I Here's one thing I'm going to try to find out this weekend. Um, and I, I don't know... I don't know what every what I don't know who will be able to give me this information, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna effort it. I, th- I have some suspects. Is what what's the stadium gonna look like when the first game comes? It's like okay, what what could we expect? Will there be any seats at all in the south end zone? And I'm cool if there's not. I'm just curious. Will will 
what what part at what point and then at what point in time do they stop kind of doing what they're doing and start working on the field because I mean they don't just lay down some concrete and roll out some carpet. I mean there's a there's a whole process with regard to the irrigation that is underneath that field. And um uh, you know how how much time do they need for that? Is that a something that would start June 1 because I mean obviously when you get to your fall workouts, you know, which is traditionally around the first weekend of August, you're going to be you know, using the, the practice field, but occasionally they want to go down inside the stadium and, you know, whether it's kick field goals or the punters are working or even just the team working just to get, you know, somewhat familiar again with, with what's going on and to try out the new turf too. I mean, cause it'll, the surface will be a little bit different and they're going to want to, they're going to want to spend a little bit of time on it. Um, so anyway, so we'll, we'll see. Um, but I, I'm, I'm curious about that. What, what, what possible? What what do they have going on that will will there be anybody in the south end zone? And then where's where's the band going to sit? Are they going to sit with us on the east side? I mean, I'm I'm cool with that. They want to. I'd be good and loud. Yeah, I think I I love having them in the south end zone because I think it fills up the stadium more um, in terms of the sound. I always felt like when they were on the east side that you couldn't. It's hard for us to hear them, frankly, because their horns are pointed the other way. They're pointed away from us. So you don't get the full the full effect. Yeah, and you know me, I'm I'm a big fan of the full effect. Um Red Raider Two Gun says this. I'm assuming the people who are building know what order they need to build in. Well no duh. I'm just curious, man. I'm not like in the architectural meetings. Yeah, he's not telling them to pick up the hey, pace. Pick or, up the pace or no, you know, just, you need to do it this way. No. Although, I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if you did. Uh <laughs> But I think in this situation, you're just an interested fan, right? Yeah, you're just, just a, like, oh, what's interested it look bystander. Like? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not like mm-hmm. going to be Geraldo or anything. It's like, you know, did you bury any bodies in the you know south end zone? Mm. You know, anything like that? Mm. I I have been fascinated the times that I've been over to the stadium with just how massive a project this is, and I mean the and the i mean i think they're going at it at a pretty lickety split speed i i have no idea if they're ahead of schedule or behind schedule my guess is that they're probably slightly ahead because they probably plan for some rain days and they haven't had any mm-hmm. so my my guess would be that they're probably slightly ahead but they would probably tell you well we're we're right on schedule of kind of doing what we need to do and any any extra day we get is a is a bonus for us sure um sure. But I am. I am curious as to what what it's going to look like and what we can expect. And and if we can't expect anything, then that's fine. I mean, I'm good with that. I just, you know, or if nobody's going to sit there, I'm I'm good with that. I'm just, like I said, just curious. Curious, Chuck. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. just curious. Will, this, will the cranes be there during the season, too? You know, what happens if a ball gets kicked off of a crane? Is it in play? That'd be a pretty high punt. Well, I would imagine that they would turn them so they're not hanging over the field of play. They could maybe hang a TV camera on on top of it, and then you'd have a different look. You sure would. You <laughs> yeah, sure would. You'd have a different. Mm-hmm. You'd have a different look. I I guess I haven't driven by that part of the baseball stadium recently, just because I go in from the other end and park on the other side. But um, I drove by baseball day before yesterday, and there was um, there was like no workers. There was what? no construction vehicles, no workers over there. 
<laughs> so I don't know if they've accomplished any, everything that they can accomplish now. Because remember, mm-hmm. for them to finish this project, they have to tear up the current clubhouse. Okay. Okay. And so to finish the project. So they might be at the point where they they can't do that because they're not going to do that, obviously, in the middle of the season. Yeah. So they might be at the point where there's not much more that they can do. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it was just a time when they were all on break. I don't know. I didn't see any construction vehicles. I didn't see any workers out there hmm. for base, at baseball. Yeah. I, I will say this. Um, I thought uh, the pictures that I saw of the clubhouse a week or so ago looked spectacular. Yeah. yeah. I mean, looked spectacular. Looked really good. Yep. No doubt. So, good stuff. I mean, I, I realize there's so much more that A, you would like to see and B, fans would like to see and that we'd all like to see, um, you know, and I guess it's a, it's a process and there's a level of patience and all those kinds of things that take place. But mm, I think I feel like baseball has been pretty patient. Yeah. I, oh, I, I do too. No, no <laughs> doubt. No, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. I, I understand. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's just, it can't happen soon enough, right? The more of the improvements. Okay. I mean, if only they won more games, I think they'd have an argument, right, Jamie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, it is eight ten. We'll get some thoughts from uh, Coach Tim DeRuiter next on his uh, defense. And man, I'm so glad that he is uh, staying uh, with his team and has made a longer commitment. Uh, of course, things can always change, you know, if other opportunities arise. But and I just think it's so critical that this whole coaching staff is back for you know a second year with Coach McGuire. This has been the Morning Drive podcast. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.